This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. How are you doing on the St. Patrick's Day? I am doing great. And since it is St. Patrick's Day, AutoCorrect is going to talk about green vehicles. Now, not Kelly Forest Mint or Lime, but eco-friendly vehicles that produce... And I'm going to say each of these words specifically. Vehicles that produce less harmful impacts to the environment than comparable conventional internal combustion engines. That's it. And we'll take your repair questions. <laughs> so when you when you break it down that way, we're not necessarily gre- saying green vehicles are better for the environment, but we're talking about how they produce less harmful impacts to the then ice so really cars. what we're talking about is less carbon footprint let's talk about that's what we're really talking about less carbon footprint well no no that's the whole carbon footprint i think they talk about the making of the vehicles also so is that well what they're we're, trying to, I, we're getting into this later folks but. we're going to talk about the green part of it is how after they're produced how much footprint it puts out right okay so so what if they're not internal combustion engines what kind of an engine could a green car run on well we could have uh, solar we could have electric we could have hydrogen Okay, so there's several different ones out there that you could have out if you're looking for that type of vehicle. Uh, eco-friendly is what they're called. So, And I even looked, you know, I started off with uh, there's a, 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 gover- a green vehicle government webpage, and then that also takes you to a website that has alternative fuel centers. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole n- different but, story. But uh, I was interested in Mississippi— we, there are fuel centers that sell compressed natural gas, CNG, electric, ethanol, liquefied natural gas, propane. But there were two types that are available, but I couldn't, they, they weren't represented in Mississippi, was a hydrogen and biodiesel. Now, all of those are for internal combustion engines. All, oh, that, okay. all that fuel is for <laughs> internal combustion engines uh-huh. because if you're talking about a, I would say a green vehicle, we're going to talk about one that does not have an internal combustion engine okay. at all. Oh, okay. It runs right. completely off batteries. Mm-hmm. So that would be what you're talking about is a, a complete green. But then you have your hybrids as well that do, they do have a internal combustion engine, but they do run off a battery as well. So you have – those are considered green vehicles as well. Hydrogen vehicles are really, you know, what comes out of the tailpipe on hydrogen is water. Okay, those are – you'll find those out in California or out west. You won't find them any – and really, you're not going to find many of those at all. Is that a vapor, or does it drip, or are we going to start having, like, streams going down the road? 
you're going to have drips coming out of the tailpipe <laughs> if they use hydrogen. I don't think hydrogen will be one that they can use because it's under such high pressure. So they may not be able to use that one. And then if you think about uh, natural gas, okay, natural gas is in a pressurized container as well. But now LP gas, that's liquid petroleum gas, uh, they had a big run on that in the 80s when the gas was a little bit higher and everybody went to LPG. Okay, so they're not really, not a lot of people do that now. So, but if we want to stay on green vehicles, that means that we need to find the vehicles that have less of a carbon footprint when they're driving. We're talking about green vehicles, but that's just between your vehicle, your regular vehicle repair questions. Our email address where you can send us your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Jackson and talk with Jim. Jim, we're glad you've called in. What's your comment or question? Good morning. I have a headlight uh, question. I know that we've given up the annual inspection, that bothersome inspection in Mississippi, but it seems to me I've noticed an incredible number of cars driving at night with only one headlight. And um, I, I asked Coach, in your opinion, has that been increased due to the lack of that yearly inspection? And then two, what causes a headlight to fail? I would say that, first of all, on the maintenance of a vehicle, they're going to be less maintained due to there's no inspection. If there's no inspection, what's really going to make people go out there and check those lights, check those wipers? You know, there's it's just no reason to do it because they're not going to get stopped. That was the main thing. So the inspections do make a difference. But when you talk about headlights going out, uh, there's a lot of things that could make a headlight go out, and that could be um, a surge to that headlight. You know, headlights are just like double filament lights. They have filaments in there for high and low. And what happens, it's just like you cut a space heater on. It's just a dead short, and so it gets real hot, and over time, by cooling off and getting hot, cooling off and getting hot, the little filament will break. Now, a lot of things is that when people replace those lights as well, those bulbs, they touch them with their fingers, and your fingers have oil on them, and that will make the lights, uh, bulbs last uh, not as long. And I was, I'm one of these, I love Facebook, and I always read these lists of comments and things, and one of them was talking about uh, problems with inspections. I guess other, you know, not every state has inspections, but some of the ones that do, they charge $65, $70 an inspection. And that inspection is for uh, emission-related inspection. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, another thing is, you're not often looking at your car from the outside in the dark. And if you live in a city, we've got sometimes we have street lights. So a lot of times you don't need your headlights to illuminate the area. So if you've only got one, you might not know. So out of sight, out of mind. You're right. That's it. Right. But uh, the headlights sometimes are for you, but mostly they're for the other guy. That's right. Let's, thanks, Jim. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Brandon now and talk with Ron. Ron, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Good morning. I saw on the news where one of the school systems down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast has bought like five or six all-electric school buses. I guess we could kind of let them be our guinea pig, and let's see how that turns out. Well, if you start talking about the electric school buses and the electric trucks, right now, 
All electric vehicles are made mainly for the city because they don't have a big enough battery to go miles uh, long haul right now. So most of those, if you think about a school bus, it's mainly in the city unless you have some rural route. And so that's why they're going to use them like that just to check them out and see if they'll work in the city. That would be interesting to, to you know, follow along. And, you know, it is a, a, a guinea pig. And speaking of that, we did have an email from someone who, uh, it was on the topic of electric car batteries. His philosophy was that the industry has just begun the Model T's of uh, electric car and 20 years down the road when that projected shortage of raw materials is supposed to materialize we may have perfected plasma containment or something we haven't thought of yet needless to say electric cars will require far less maintenance than gas powered ones we'll talk about that much uh, the same as early cars required far less maintenance than horses again I really love your show keep up the good work you know, some of the things he talked about is, uh, you know, where are electric cars made? What are they made of? Well, the electric cars, they have everything that an internal combustion engine has, but it has an electric motor. Okay, and the electric motor is what runs that vehicle with that battery. Okay, the batteries themselves are a whole bunch of little batteries put all together to make one big battery. Okay, and... Most batteries right now, besides the Tesla, are made in China. Okay, that's once again uh, your shortage on uh, supplies. Those are most batteries, like I say, will come from China because they're the big exporters of those. Uh, now, if you think about Tesla, Tesla has all in-house. Just like Ford used to be when they first started, they were all in-house. Tesla's the same way. They produce their own batteries. They produce everything in-house. Okay? They're the only manufacturer in the United States that produce them in-house. Everybody else has to go out. And the thing is, these batteries are made out of uh, lithium and cobalt. Okay, the biggest producers of lithium are China, Australia, and Bolivia. 58% of it in the world. So now, once again, where are we going to get our supplies to make those batteries? And now the batteries are recyclable. You know, that's one good thing. Uh, They are recyclable, and there's like about 100 different companies out there ready to recycle those batteries and to put them back in production. If you go with the conspiracy theorists, are... How how hard are battery makers working to have longer lasting batteries, or is that you know a, a whole different group of researchers working on that? No, uh, if you think about an EV battery, it can last up to ten, fifteen years without no problem. But once they do have a problem, now you're talking about six to eight thousand dollars for a regular EV battery. But if you can get some of these bigger ones that have a longer distance, you're talking thirty five thousand dollars for a battery. But that's why they have 10-year warranties. If you've got a question, we would love for you to send us your email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. It's St. Patrick's Day, so we're talking about green vehicles. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB, the number four car. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, I hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So here are some recent recalls. Dodge Durango's Ram HD trucks are recalled for an indicator light. And Ford is recalling 2021 F-150s for a defective windshield wiper. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov recall. Just put in that VIN number or find their Safer Car app. It's St. Patrick's Day, so we're talking about green vehicles, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpb. BeOnline.org. Let's go to Olive Branch and find out what's up with Bill. Bill, thanks for calling in. What's up? Well, I was listening to the uh, story about the batteries, and I just can't figure out uh, uh, how somebody would want to pay $25,000 for a battery. Um, but the uh, other thing about the headlights and, t- uh, and lights on your car, a lot of times people don't have somebody to go back and look at their taillights for them and check their turn signals and all that stuff. So what I do is I will back into a parking space when I go to a store and I'll check my lights real quick, looking in the glass uh, on the front of the building. And then I'll turn around and do the same thing with the headlights and all the lights up front. And that saves me from having the light being out for any extended period of time because there's some places in the United States that you go, they will give you a monster ticket for that. Well, if you think about that, uh, that you're very conscientious in order to do that because so many people now just get in the vehicle and they crank the key up and they go, especially our younger generation. They just crank and go and they think everything's going to go. But there is a thing on the dash called an idiot light, and that idiot light, the warning light, will tell you on a lot of vehicles today if you have a light out because the light symbol will come up on the dash and then you should get out and check it. But once again, just like anything else, people drive around with those warning lights on it don't ever check them spell the name of that light idiot light it li- okay okay all right yeah. <laughs> well there's there's one other thing too if you have a turn signal go out on you on most cars if you turn that turn signal on uh try to turn that turn signal on it'll flash fast now it, it does the same thing as uh when you put an led in a uh, socket that has had a regular bulb in it but It'll flash uh, real fast, and that'll let you know that you've got one of your 
uh, turn signals out on that side out. Right, that will, uh, that is a, one sign of that being out. That's your, you're correct on that. But when you start talking about inspections of the vehicle, once again, uh, preventive maintenance is the best way to check everything on those. If it's tires, lights, windshield wipers, whatever it may be, is that we as the driver or the consumer needs to be more conscientious like you, and I like that. But you talk about $25,000 for a battery. I know that I was told just the other day that Mercedes battery costs $35,000 to replace. That's crazy. That, that That's is cra- crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, if you think about, uh, since we're talking about green cars, you think about the, we, we, I think we had to think about the cost of maintenance, the cost of producing the car, and how much we're going to save on gas and what we're going to do to the environment. That's what uh, they're looking for. Uh, a quarter horse works great. <laughs> you know, but, but also, you said that, you know, you don't know about these people. Uh, they don't want to check their lights. Well, there are some idiots, speaking of the idiot light, that are out there driving. And I still can't figure out how they got their license. Well, you know, um, Mississippi, I want to tell you, speak on that real quick. My grandson's fixing to turn 16, and he was told that he does not have to drive the vehicle anymore to get a license. Ooh. Ain't that terrible? <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, that's asking for trouble. That's, even, that's like uh, some of these trucking companies. They're accepting uh, drivers that have only got three weeks of school. I agree. Yeah. So, but anyway, y'all have a great day. You've got a great show. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you calling. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Bill has just given me a reason to go get my Milky Way bar at the gas station. <laughs> I, honey, i got to run out and check the lights. <laughs> I need a slushy. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of doing it. All right. So who makes who makes the, the batteries and the uh, components for green cars? Well, there's a lot of different manufacturers of the battery itself. It's just like anything that's on a green car. It's the same thing on a uh, internal combustion engine. They're the same type of cars. The only difference is the engine and the motor. That's the only difference in that battery. You're going to have to have maintenance on the brakes, the air conditioner, uh, the lighting system. All that has to have maintenance as well. Is my headliner still going to fall down? Your headliner still going <laughs> to fall down after many years. So it's really the same thing. It's just the way that the vehicle is propelled. That's the difference. And then if you think about manufacturers of these cars, we have Tesla there in California, but then you have Ravion, you have Kia, uh, Kia, you have Polestar, Fixture, you ever seen those? And you have one called Lotus, Genesis. There's about 30 to 40 different manufacturers. All the American manufacturers, Ford, GM, and Dodge, they're all uh, got a electric vehicle now. Now, if you think about Nissan, Nissan has a... They start out with the Leaf. I don't know what else they got, but I know that was their main electric car. That thing goes 200 miles on a fully charged battery. So going 200 miles, you can't take a long trip in it, but it is good for around town. And then you got to recharge the battery. Let's go to Greenville, see what's up with Jimmy. Jimmy, thanks for calling to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? I've got a question that's not concerning uh, green cars, if that's okay. Oh, bring it. Uh, that's great. Okay. Uh, I've got a 1999 Corvette. And I notice when I'm in a parade and it, it stops and goes traffic, 
Um, and I notice my temperature rises. Is that just due to the stop and go traffic or is it something I have to be concerned about? Well, being a 99, does that have electric fans on it? Do you know if it has, yeah. it, it has electric radiator fans? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, on a stop and go by the temperature rising and going down, the first thing I do is go ahead and check your coolant. Make sure that your coolant is full because that will cause it to go up and down. But if that fan is not working, just say if you're sitting at a red light and it's 80 degrees outside or 90 degrees, that temperature is going to start rising. Okay, because maybe right. that one of those fans are not coming on. But as soon as you start driving the car, air starts flowing through the radiator. It cools the car off. Now the right. engine temperature goes down. Your uh, right. temperature gauge on your dash goes down. Right. So what That's I would what do, I check the coolant and then check those fans. Make sure both those fans are coming on. I'll give you a good way to check that air conditioner fan because most cars that are electric have two fans on it. Go ahead and cut your air conditioner on and automatically one fan should come on. Automatically. Anytime you cut your air conditioner on, that fan will come on to dissipate the heat. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you, Jimmy. We're going to move over to Florence now and see what's up with Roger. Roger, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Well, comment. Got to thank you for your program. It's quite good. Uh, what to do about the fact that we don't have uh, adequate training required for getting a driver's license, that was mentioned, and we don't have car inspections anymore. Uh what to do about that? Do you know your legislator's name? Do you know his phone number? Look up both of them. Call your legislature and legislator that you elected again, probably, and ask him or her, what are they going to do about that? And don't let them get away as well, we're working on it, blah, blah. No, what do you commit to me as your constituent? So now vote for you the third time. What are you going to do about the fact that Mississippi is shamefully uh, letting these two things happen? I hope you'll discuss that a little bit. Well, all you can do there, like I say, just call your legislator. I said we don't make the rules here, but like I say, our legislator makes those rules and laws, and they'll have to go back through there, and hopefully they can change if they need to. Well, I guess it ebbs and flows. I, I haven't really heard so much about other states you not have to take a driving test to drive but i was uh, surprised to learn the big discrepancy between a 70 dollar car inspection and no car inspection well you think about the two dollar and 50 cent inspection sticker okay that was where somebody was supposed to walk around check your lights check your horn and just make sure that it's in proper operating condition now if you go to other states they have that 70 to 80 dollar inspection and that is called a emission test if you do not pass the emission test you do not get a registration because it goes on the window you do not pass inspection and those are all of the east coast and out west yeah i had a friend in college who had a, a porsche that was fixed up and he was in texas but then when he moved to california he, he couldn't drive it because it didn't have the something or another on it well if you think about all the ones that are cutting the catalytic converters off and all uh, in mississippi and all these southern states you cannot do that up north they will uh, not give you you won't be able to drive the vehicle 
Our email address where you can send us questions is auto at mpbonline.org. It's a show about green vehicles on St. Patrick's Day, but that is just between your regular car repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, recently retired Clinton High School Automotive Technology Program instructor, is our expert host, and I'm Liz Gill. I hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to news. You can listen to us. You can support Mississippi Public Broadcasting all from that app. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So in the news, uh, if you if you like to follow these kind of things, oilprice.com. Crude oil prices have been going on a downward trend from a spike on Tuesday, March 8th. I think they did go up a little bit today. But here's another one. Since this is a green one. A new paper was filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office by Korean manufacturers Kia and Hyundai proposed the ability to add virtual vibration that would change depending on your speed to simulate the sensations you feel when you're behind the wheel of an internal combustion car for your electric car. I mean, we just we just got rid of the... The the vibration, so you'd have a smooth ride, and now they want to have a fake vibration? Well, they want to do it where you have, like, it feels like a transmission change, where you feel it shifting, and, you know, there's a lot of things that they have to do to EVs just to sell them as of, for a consumer point of stand. If you think about the... Um, well, they make no noise. Right. Well, you stop at a stop sign, nobody hears when they're walking across. So they put noisemakers in there. Well, they also make vroom, vroom noises. So, That's like, right. when you're going faster, you go. <laughs> we are talking about green vehicles, but that's just between your repair questions. Email us those questions auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Louisiana and see what's up with Timothy. Timothy, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's up with you? Well, you know, I just I was out west last year on a road trip. The one thing I noticed that they have at roadside rests in California and Arizona is solar panels. So you can and, and charging stations, so you just pull up and plug in. I noticed that when we were in Scotland, we stopped uh-huh. at a roadside place, and they had two little pumps, pl- plug-in places for electric vehicles. Well, that's when yep. we, we talked about this earlier uh 
in the year about the infrastructure of the United States that for electric cars, there are some up north and out west that have that already, but the middle of the country and down south, they do not have all that infrastructure where you have the plug-ins yet, but they are getting that away. And so um, if you notice you'll, where you'll see most of your electric cars are out west and up north. You'd think Hilton would get into the electric charging game or, uh, you know, some, some kind of uh, hotels, motels. I'm sure they will because more electric cars you get that they will. At certain grocery stores in California, they have the, uh, you know, they have a uh, parking structure that has solar panels built onto it, and you charge your car while you're shopping. Right, and then like I say, they don't charge for it. Well, then that's that's good because some companies uh, won't charge you, but some will. And the reason the ones are not charging you is because they want you, they want your business. Hey, thanks, yeah. Timothy. We appreciate you calling in. Well, you know, Coach, the reason I suggested the hotels have them, because how how long does it take to charge a vehicle? Well, just think about it. It takes about 8 to 12 hours to charge a vehicle back up to 80%. That's because uh, the batteries never charge 100%. They usually charge about to 80%. And it takes, if you think about uh, average e, EV gets about uh, 3 to 5 miles per kilowatt hour. Okay, so if you have a 200-kilowatt battery, that's 3 to 5 miles. That's might near 200 miles, okay? Then it takes 8 to 12 hours to charge that battery back up. Now, there are different type charging stations, and that's, that's another thing. Uh, if you're at the house, it'll take you 8 to 12 hours to charge that battery. If you're somewhere else, you can get a quick charge, and there are different levels of charging. you got a level 2 and a level 3, level 1, 2, and 3 charging stations. And those charging stations will put out more amperage and charge the battery quicker according to which one you got. Is that, I think they, they have those at the outlet mall, or those are specifically Tesla those, ones. those are Tesla, yeah. Okay. And so help me wrap my mind around the, the equivalence of miles per gallon and miles per kilowatt okay so what do you just say if you're going to buy ev you'd want to look on the sticker it says miles it says mgve and that's miles per gallon or miles per kilowatt equivalent to miles per gallon okay so what they're going to do is how many miles will you get per kilowatt hour and how many miles you get per gallon of fuel now if you think about a hybrid a hybrid's going to get almost as good as uh, mileage as a all-electric, but a hybrid can go further. And the reason is EVs are better in town, and, you know, gasoline vehicles are not good in town. EVs are. EVs are not good to drive on the highway because they use more voltage on the highway where uh, internal combustion engine uses less fuel on the highway. So when you start thinking about what you're going to buy, if it's a eco-friendly or is it's a internal combustion, you got to put a lot of factors in there in order to make the right decision. And you know, how are you going to use it? Do you do you live in Winona and you commute to Grenada, or do you live in Jackson and you commute from your house? <laughs> well, and that's I think that's what people are going to have to decide. Is it feasible for me to have one in rural Mississippi or I'm going to live in the city? And that's the two things. India has all types of uh, EV uh, manufacturers. So they got all kinds of EV cars because they live in the city. 
What about uh, price to charge? You know, Timothy was saying that some of the grocery stores will have charging stations because they want you to stop there, shop for your groceries, and uh, charge up. But if you're having to pay for it yourself, how much is that? It's about 60 cents per kilowatt hour right now. Okay, so if you think about kilowatt hour, it's say it takes 12 hours to charge that vehicle and you got 200 kilowatts, just say 60 times two. Okay, that's 12 to 15, whatever, um, dollars. But as fuel prices go up, and this is what I, was, I heard today, fuel prices go up, electricity goes up. So then it's going to cost you more. It will be cheaper at home than it will be at one of these stations because you have peak hours and residential electricity is cheaper. Yeah, and we did talk about how uh, there was one of our in the news is that in in England they're going to start requiring charging stations at, at houses. But but what if electric's not the you know what if we have all of these charging stations in electric and it's not the way to go and people you know something else is the new thing to do. That's it. What do you think about electric charging stations at, at charging stations at home running anywhere between five hundred and six thousand dollars for that station? Well, and I'm saying this as someone who's got aluminum wiring in her house. That oh, was yeah. that was something that, that started and wasn't a good thing. That's right. All right. Let's go to David in Memphis. David, we're glad you called in to autocorrect on our St. Patrick's Day green vehicle and every other color vehicle uh, question. What's up with you, David? Yeah, thanks. I did not think that, uh, you know, fully electric vehicles, the technology is there to make it really worth the investment. You know, you guys have talked about the cost of replacement batteries, which is rather exorbitant. And then the reliability issues we're seeing with some of the Tesla product was a concern. But I bought a used um, hybrid Acura a year ago. And it's got a V6 um, and a uh, lithium-ion battery pack used for generative braking to recharge the battery. And what I I used to get 33 miles to gallon on the on the road with a four-cylinder two years ago. This V6 with the hybrid is generating 30 to 31 on the highway, so it was a good deal all the way around. And again, it's got a 10-year warranty on the lithium battery uh that replacement i priced out is about six grand so hopefully i won't get to that point well you know you're thinking about uh that we're not there yet no we're not there yet but as the technology gets better i reckon they'll get they'll be able to get there a little bit more but you know if you think about replacing those batteries and you're talking about a hybrid vehicle um you would get better gas mileage at that hybrid because around town you're all you're doing is using that battery and you're using the regenerative braking to charge that battery back up you know because once you get about over 40 miles an hour then the gasoline engine uh kicks in so you're that's a good deal yep thanks guys have a good day yes sir Thanks, David, for sharing it with us. Alan and Evans, hang on. We are discussing green vehicles and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email with your questions to our email address, 
auto at mpbonline.org. We've got another new car review from Casey Williams coming up. And I need to clarify this for everybody, folks. Casey is not an illegal bootlegger. He lives in Indiana and not Mississippi, so is not bound by Mississippi laws, which makes transporting alcohol into Mississippi illegal. So anyway, and hey, this vehicle this week is a turbo. We talked about turbos last week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. My friends and I are at it again. We're off to Kentucky to get bourbon, and we have the perfect little sip of luxury to drive there. It's the 2022 Lexus NX350. The NX is Lexus's compact crossover. On the outside, it has the most aggressive styling, great big giant grille, thin slits of LED headlamps, and 20-inch wheels. Looks really cool. On the inside, pure luxury. Four of us fit inside without any trouble and had plenty of cargo space, too. Red leather seats, heated and ventilated in the front, a heated leather up steering wheel, a 14-inch touchscreen, much easier to use than the old mouse-based system. Has a 10-inch heads-up display, Harman Kardon audio, very nice. Under the hood, plenty of power. We've got a 2.4-liter turbocharged four-cylinder, delivers 275 horsepower, get 22 miles per gallon in the city, 29 on the highway. So what is all this gonna cost you? Well, the NX starts right at $39,000. This one has equipped $53,340. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing a doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Don't forget on Thursdays at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod, also heard on a podcast. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. Time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You know, I was thinking about the Tip of the Week. Gas prices are high, and we're thinking about how to get better fuel economy. So let's, once again, let's remove all unnecessary equipment from your car. Any excess weight in that vehicle is going to cost you to get uh, poor fuel efficiency. Yeah, and it's not winter anymore, so some of the things you might need to... Well, you don't ever really have to dig yourself out of the snow here, but you can get all that out. Right, and we want to get the best fuel economy we can. Let's go to Raymond and talk with Alan. Alan, thanks so much for holding on. What's your comment or question for Coach? Oh, thank you. I just love the show, and I love all this information. Because I was looking for a car last year, but I need to be able to go from Mississippi to New York. And like you said, the charging systems are not available. But the Ford dealerships told me that you can go in any Ford dealership and charge your car. So uh, eight to ten hours, (laughs) that uh, that would really make my 24-hour trip uh, longer. But uh, uh, 
got a pet peeve about the people that hide, since there's no inspections, they don't check uh, headlights. I mean, people have, uh, maybe they had an accident and the mechanics don't care about fixing the alignment of the lights. Is that possible? I wouldn't say that the mechanic don't care about it. I just think that sometimes if you have an accident or a little bump or something, the lights are uncalibrated, you know, especially these electronic systems. Uh, they do need to be calibrated by somebody that knows how to calibrate them because a lot of times, I hate to say it, you go to aftermarket shops and they do not have the up-to-date equipment. So if you're going to get them calibrated, you might want to go to somewhere that has the updated technology in order to, uh, to calibrate those systems. Oh, okay. I just thinking back in the seventies. I remember a friend went to an inspection in Rhode Island. The guy charged him five dollars to have the lights aligned. Yeah, back then you could take a screwdriver and you could just move the headlights up and down and sideways. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, that was a sixty-four Volvo. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for calling. All right. Thank you. Thank you. On the thread that I was reading, where people were complaining about car inspections. You would take your car for a safety inspection at a mechanic shop, but then they want to sell you new brakes or new this or new that. And so they were fussing that you, if that's the case, you need to go somewhere and, you know, get tested where they don't sell you anything. I think there are smog testing stations like in California, and they don't fix it, but they'll test it. So they... That's where that $65 comes in. Yeah, they don't don't (laughs) charge you for that. That's right. Let's go to Evans. Evans, thanks for calling us. Uh, What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? I got a little FYI for Coach Charlie. Uh, They're in the process now of constructing a plant up in Spring Hill, Tennessee, General Motors is. And they've got the superstructure down already, but uh, they haven't got the, got it in completion yet. So we can look for batteries to come from General Motors. Well, I think once all of these car companies like Ford and General Motors, uh, I think most of them will have their own battery uh, plants somewhere here in the States due to the supply and demand as well. Uh, like I say, I know that Ford now has the Lightning and uh, the Mustang and a couple other uh, electric vehicles. And I know that GM has the uh, their truck and a couple um electric vehicles with Cadillac. So once you start getting all those and they are going to build them, I did hear about that battery uh, plant that you're talking about. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate your show when I'm on the road, and uh, thanks so much for it. Thank you so much for calling. All right. All right, bye. Thanks. Coach, let's plow through a a couple of emails that we've gotten before we get back to some green. Uh, This, uh, Deborah has a Prius, and there's a plastic or vinyl shield underneath the car that's kind of flopping around. Where could she go to get that repaired on the underside of the car? Really what holds those little plastic uh, shields on are little plastic clips. They push up and go up inside the frame, and those clips break. 
or the plastic gets broken itself. So what I would do, most likely you're just going to need a whole new piece if it's broken, and you're only going to get that at the Toyota dealer. And But you could have anybody, any shop can put that on, but you're probably going to have to get the part from the Toyota dealer. Okay, so not necessarily a body shop, but a regular mechanic right. could do that? Right. Now, one other thing I want to tell you is that uh, about that Prius, that was one of our first hybrid vehicles or electric vehicles was that hybrid, was that Prius. I remember wishing I had enough money to buy one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, this is Janice wondering, is there a tool or a kit I can purchase to do minor repairs on the body of my car? Well, a lot of bodies now are aluminum, and so if you don't have the right tools to do the aluminum, I hate to say it, a lot of people now, when they take it to a body shop, if something is uh, bent, they just cut it out and weld another one in there. You know, instead of uh, doing any body work to it, they'll just cut it out if it's too bad because that aluminum bend's pretty easy. It's easier just to get an aluminum welder and weld it right back into place. I tell you, next car, next car I get, I want those plastic bumpers, the black, because then you can back into the basketball goal that your husband <laughs> put too close to the driveway. And they'll bounce back and out. And it'll bounce back out. And I hear that. All right. Uh, let's do one more. Um, 2015 F-150 had a recall on the door, repaired at the dealer, but the problem may have returned slash gotten progressively worse. The original repair was in 2018. The windowsill will not close tight, and I have a terrible wind noise, especially at higher speeds. Should the dealer evaluate and or repair under the original recall notice? Things in advance. I would think they should do it under the original recall. It sounds like to me either your seal around the door is not tight due to the hinges maybe out of alignment, the door maybe out of alignment on the hinges itself and not closed all the way, or that striker may be in the wrong position that it may not, where the door closes against it. So I would take it back to the dealer, and since they didn't fix it the first time, I'd have them fix it. Okay. And then last one. Uh, I've been looking at Dodge trucks with a 3.5 Cummins engine. What is considered high mileage for the Cummings? I'm looking at one with 409,000 miles. Well, if you think about a diesel engine, a diesel engine does go a lot further, but at a 409,000, I'd probably look the other way myself because that's a lot of mileage on a, any vehicle because if the engine has 409, that means that uh, that truck has 409 on it as well. That's the body, the transmission and all. So I would probably look somewhere else. All right. We've been talking about green vehicles. We've got a couple minutes left. Uh, You know, we talk. We're at work. We talk. And somebody was saying, what if you've got an electric vehicle and you run out of juice in the middle of the interstate, you know, between Forest and Meridian? What what do you do? Well, the manufacturer has done the same thing they did for... uh internal combustion engines you know uh, when it says you're out of fuel you can go another 50 miles on it when that light's on well they did the same thing with the ev when it's out of juice it goes into limp mode that means that the vehicle doesn't have as much juice to go as fast and it tells you to get somewhere to charge as quick as possible you know and once again i think the one when we drive around with the internal combustion engine the light comes on we know how far we can go well once you 
if you had an EV, you're going to do the same thing. Coach, let, can I jump in real quick? Um, do they have uh, maybe like those, like a portable uh, uh, juice box, a portable, uh, you know what I'm trying a to say, battery or pack? Yeah, yeah, like a brick like you have for your phone, but is it portable for the car to maybe give you some extra? Maybe they don't have that. I don't I know. I don't think they have that yet. Okay. And I, I, I think that's another thing we need to look into is the what technology expertise is going to take to repair those cars because the technicians today are not trained on those yet and so most technicians are going to be in the dealership and everything that comes from the dealership we're like the aftermarket's 10 years out because you know, so I think if be, you like with Leah's scenario, if your battery goes dead, it will be so convenient and super easy to have a, a battery fully charged, you know, in your trunk or something, and you just replace it. But yeah, I'm pretty, I'm just I'm, I'm simplifying it though. You I know, know, you could carry around one of those sixty five hundred dollar batteries, and you know, then <laughs> there you go. you'd be good to go then. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mama always <laughs> said uh, if you're traveling long distance at half a tank, you start looking for a gas station. At a quarter tank, you pull off at the next one. Well, like the guy said. It's going to add eight hours to charge. It's going to take a long time to get to New York. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on our St. Patrick's Day Green AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Java Chapman, for being with us today. For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.